on the field and inside the clubhouse. This is Brewers Extra Innings. 2-2 pitch. And he let that fastball down. It's through the right side. Garcia charging. He will glove it. Here's the throw home. And it's not going to be in time. And the Rockies have walked off the Brewers. C.J. Crone with a ground ball through the right side. Now live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at Radio City in Milwaukee with Jerry Augustine, here's Matt Pauley. C.J. Crone, public enemy number one. The grand slam in the first inning yesterday, the walk-off hit in extra innings today. Brewers lose 6-5. They lost the first two games of uh, this series against the Rockies. They've lost five in a row overall. Welcome in to Brewers. Even more extra innings here on WTMJ. If you'd like to join us, multiple ways to get in contact with the program. You can call or you can text into the Accident Mortgage Talk and text line 855-616-1620. That's 855-616-1620. You can also uh, tweet at me if you'd like, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. Former Brewers pitcher Jerry Augustine joining me. We've got you for the next 54 minutes. We'll take you till uh, 12.30 in the morning after the Brewers lose this one today. Augie, i got to be, we've worked with each other for a pretty long time, and I think you know that 99% of the time when a game gets over, like I've got a, I've kind of got a firm grasp on, on what we just watched for the last three hours. And to be perfectly honest with you, I don't. After this one, the Brewers score some runs. They got out to the early lead. Uh, Corbin Burns was okay, but then he kind of slowed down. The bullpen had their moments, but I mean, you just you add it all together, and they just come up a little bit short, and they end up losing this game. It's just to, to me, it, it's a it's a really odd feeling game. I think it's just like a Coors Field game, and uh, anytime you play there, the game is never over. You got to play every out. Tell the final out, and uh, and it was just one of those games. You look at at what the Brewers tonight. I, I think Corbin uh, had to go about a workman's type job tonight. Uh, it's a a different place of pitch. You could tell he. J- I think he just did, he did a nice job of going five innings, and, and they did get some runs on him. They're pesky hitters, uh, and they were able to put some runs runs on the board against them. But uh, he he battled as long as he could. But you know, you talk, you look at this Colorado Rocky team, and you look at their home record now. It's twenty-five and fourteen, and you look about the way they went about the job, and it was t- talked about. It. I'm sure that the guys on the radio talked about it about the four double plays, and last night there were three double plays, and you look at the way the the Colorado Rocky pitchers are approaching it, and I don't think they think so much about how hard they throw or what pitches they do have. They talk about executing and locating the ball down in the zone and pitching ahead. I think the one, two, th- two things that I pick out of, out, of this, out of these two last two games is, number one, from the Rocky pitchers, they pitch ahead and they pitch down in the zone. They induce ground balls, which can always keep you in the ball game. You look at last night, you look at Marquis had 12 ground balls. Tonight, Sensatilla had nine ground balls, and they induced a lot of double plays. And uh, I think the Brewers did a lot of good things tonight, and they played excellent defense. But it just seems yeah. when you get the course, course field, the game is just a little different. And it, and I think you would agree with me. Tonight was just one of those games where you, you feel they had enough to win, but yet still fall short. 
Yeah, and double is the that's the word of the night for the Rockies. They have one, two, three, four, five doubles. The Brewers have three doubles, and then the Brewers ground into four double plays. So between doubles and double plays, that's the difference in this game. It sure is, and you know you look at him. He got in the in the fifth inning a a, a double scored a, a double got Tapia going. He got the got the got the inning going, and then you look in the sixth with Rogers and and Deza both hit doubles. They scored a run. Hampson comes up after they tie the score with another double. So um, it's a big ballpark, and I think when time, when you play at Coors Field, anytime you put the ball in play, it's just that you don't you just don't run. You actually run. Because it's good, a lot of good things can happen when you hustle out of that batter's box. The ball goes to the outfield. It's a large outfield. It's a big field. And you see singles turn into doubles. And, you know, maybe we saw a little bit of that tonight. Brewers come up short in 10 innings. They lose in Colorado by a 6-5 score. Again, if you want to join us, you can do so by calling or texting into the Acunet Mortgage Talk and text line 855-616-1620. You can also tweet at me at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. Brewers that come up short losing in Colorado. What do we make of uh, Corbin Burns Day, and how do you need to pitch to be successful in Colorado? I think it's really interesting what's going on there, and uh, we We've seen we see teams struggle there, but for whatever reason, Colorado seemingly has it figured out this year. But at the same time, they can't win a game on the road. So there's just a there's a lot going on right now. We'll discuss all that coming up in just a moment. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley on WTMJ. Swing a line drive down the left field line. A fair ball. This game is going to be tied. Narvaez is in to score. Adamas is in to second. It's 5-5. Looked like the Brewers were going to take the lead there in the top of the ninth inning. They pushed across one run. They were in great position to push across another. But we have seen them struggle with runners in scoring position, and they certainly do tonight. They go 2 for 12 with runners in scoring position compared to the Rockies going 5 for 13. Welcome back in. It's Brewers Extra Innings here on WTMJ. Taking you till 12.30 in the morning, I'm Matt Pauley, former Brewers pitcher Jerry Augustine alongside. Augie, I've been thinking about this, and luckily it's something that the Brewers only need to worry about four times a year sometimes three year three times a year other years uh, i feel bad for the teams in the national league west that play enough games in colorado that this can really impact you so we've we saw today with corbin burns like, like all of his pitches they just they, they don't work in colorado that it happens to to almost every pitcher you go try to pitch at altitude and your pitches just don't do what they're supposed to do at altitude and that's the way it works and Colorado to their credit they have put together a staff that induces ground balls and that has resulted in them getting a lot of wins at home but that's not the way baseball is being played right now baseball is being played right now with strikeouts and swings and misses and power pitching things that don't totally work in Colorado for various reasons. So Colorado has built this team and built this pitching staff that the pitching works well in Colorado, but it doesn't work well anywhere else. But then teams that have built their pitching staffs in a more conventional, the way baseball is being played right now kind of way, they go into Colorado and they struggle, and it's just a, man, it's a weird deal right now. 
It's, it, you know, it is, it is, Matt. You know, you look at this, you look at, I think Corbin learned a little bit from, from Woody last night. Woody in that first inning had a couple of sliders that just spun and they just hung up and hung up and the, uh, they were able to get a couple of base hits off them. That to the big home run by, by CJ Crone. But it, it's just, it, you get here and it, it, it changes the style you have to pitch because you're not going to have that good overhand breaking ball. The slider tonight, I thought, I thought Corbin threw some really good sliders tonight. He had a good location, but it was predominantly a little bit like Woody last night. It was that fastball to good locations where using a changeup or some, a little bit off speed and then using that slider in, the, in the, down in the zone when you could. But he was, it was definitely was a different style of game. I think for Corbin tonight, where it's just not going out there and executing your pitches. It's going out there and executing your pitches, getting ahead of hitters, but you really have to work to get people out. And it's a, it's just a, a little bit more, uh, you just have to throw a pitch to a little bit better location on a more consistent basis. It seems like a little bit here in, in, at Coors Field. And, and you talk about the two guys with sense of, sense of He, he didn't look like he was trying to overthrow, but I'm going to tell you huh. one thing. He located his pitches. He got a hitters. And, uh, when he needed to, he located the ball down in his zone very well. 855-616-1620 is the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Let's grab our first phone call of the program. Adam is in Milwaukee. Hey, Adam, you're on WTMJ. Hey, guys. All the uh, the stuff you're talking about is great. The uh, untimely hitting, that's something we're used to. My big question is why is Josh Hader uh, throwing seven pitches and not back out for that tenth Um he he should have been back in there. Uh, it just boggles my mind that he was not back in there. His pitches were working. Uh, he induced ground balls. He's throwing heat. I I just don't get it. He has lost. They, uh, his Adam, they, uh, you may not like this answer, but I'm gonna tell you what it is. They've made the decision with him this year that he is a one inning guy. And let me let me go through the numbers here. He has a .63 ERA this year. His ERAs the last few years, they've all been good, but 3.79, 2.62, 2.43, 2.08. He has not blown a save this year. They have gone all in on him being a one-inning guy, not having him come into the dugout and go back out, cool down, warm up. Uh, You're getting him sometimes three days in a row. I understand, like from a common sense standpoint, Adam, what you're saying makes all the sense in the world. Because hold on, hold on, yeah, yeah. From a common sense standpoint, what you're saying make makes all the sense in the world. Because you're right, he threw seven pitches, but the Brewers have made the decision that he is going to be a one-inning guy this year. And in a, in a situation like tonight, it looks really bad. But when you take a step back and you look at a .63 ERA and not a single-blown save, that's what they're getting out of it. I, I understand the numbers. Pitch count is everything. He's a, he's a major league ball player. He can go back in the dugout and come back out and throw another 12, 15 pitches. And then, and then you bring in uh, uh, your next guy. I just, I think it was flawed. Uh, you want your best players facing their players, and Josh Hader is one of our best players. Yeah, and I, I, I understand what you're saying. I, I, yeah, I, I appreciate the phone call. I, I appreciate your passion. I appreciate where you're coming from. There's a lot that I appreciate with that phone call. Uh, at the same time. 
The, and I don't know if it changes during the course of the year. I, I don't think it's going to, but the Brewers aren't going to tell us if they have this big plan that eventually they're going to, you know, allow him to get more than three outs in a game. Uh, but Augie, it's it's very clear that they are being very disciplined right now. That Hader is a one inning guy, and it really, you know, pitch count be damned, he is a one inning guy. And Adam, what you had to say is exactly it is correct. It is correct. He he threw five or seven pitches. He threw ball very well. But again, it's a lot what Matt had talked about. It's about going and sitting down and coming back up and starting because you let Josh go back out there. You don't have anybody up in the bullpen, and all of a sudden he gets in a little bit of trouble. Now you're going to you're talking about getting maybe 15, 18, 20, 25 pitches. You limit. You might limit the, the amount of time that you could possibly use him two or three days in a row and and help you win a ball game. And then when you have guys in a bullpen like Devin Williams, that I think that set, sets the stage of how you want to go about it. I think what Craig did right there by bringing Boxberger and Richards in early in the game, that if he was not going to use Devin unless he needed to later in the ball game, and it just worked out that well with Josh going to ninth inning, allowing them to go to extra innings because it was set up Good for the Brewers at that time. He then he had Devin coming in later uh, in the tenth inning. So I think what you have to say is right. And when we as fans look at it, we say why why not? But it's a thing of where is Josh going to do the best for the Brewers? It's going to do the best for Brewers about going out that one inning and using on multi days because he can help you win multi games. And that's the attitude exactly what Matt said is you can use a multi multi days back to back and help you win more ball games, especially when you got some in the bullpen like Devin Williams. Eight five five six one six one six twenty. That's the Accident Mortgage Talk and Text Line. You can tweet into the program as well at Matt Pauley on air, M A T T P A U L E Y on air. Uh, we'll, we've got more in a moment. Lots to uh, dig in on uh, this game tonight. The Brewers end up losing in extra innings by a six five score. This is Brewers extra innings. It's Brewers extra innings with Matt Pauley on WTMJ. <laughs> And here's one right here. Urias, a big drive to deep left, and it is gone. Change up, and it was up, and Urias just crushed that ball out to left. Urias' eighth home run of the season, and the Brewers have tied it at one. 6-5, the final score as the Brewers fall in Colorado. They've lost the first two games of the series. They've lost five overall. You know, one of the things about this team is it feels like they should not have extended losing streaks because of those pitchers that they have in uh, Woodruff, Burns, and and Peralta. But at the same time, we have seen uh, them have some losses here, and it happened tonight where Corbin Burns was okay, but was not uh, was not as good as he would have liked to have been and not as good as he has been at times this year. Again, 6-5, the final score in this game today. I'm Matt Pauley, former Brewers pitcher Jerry Augustine here as well. Augie, the, the positive news of the day was Colton Wong being activated off the injured list. He comes up with a hit. He makes just a spectacular defensive play the brewers i i've been doing this for a few years now augie i don't i don't know if i can remember a year where the brewers have turned in as many spectacular defensive plays as they have this year it has been special watching some of these plays that they've made I, I thought the, the, the play that Colton won, I believe it made in the, in the second inning, I believe it was the third inning, whatever it was, I thought it was a game saver. 
If that ball gets by him, it's going to be kind of in the gap. They have runners on base who have scored two or three more runs. But uh, he got to the ball and uh, just make it making the decision of where to go because there's a runner he could have gotten at second, but it, but it would have been a very close play. Turns and makes a perfect throw over to Vogie at first base. Uh, it just goes to show you this guy's a gold glover. He understands what he has to do, has really good knowledge of what to do when he gets the ball, and it definitely makes a difference in the, uh, with this ball club when he's in there. It just makes him so much stronger up the middle, and I really thought that was a big play in the game where, where really – uh, Colorado could score two or three more runs, but that play right there just changed it a little bit. Back to the phones. We'll go to Doug in Baraboo. Hey, Doug, you're on WTMJ. Yeah, good evening, guys. You know, see, it, it, it's amazing uh, with our offense that, you know, we're either in last or second to last in all the major categories uh, as far as offense goes, yet we're still in uh, second place tonight. But I, I wish when uh, uh, when we get that that tie score, I wish they would not bring Hader in. I know they're trying to hold it, and they're depending on the offense to get a run and then and then maybe go ahead. But uh, I'd rather see, again, even though offense isn't that great, to get at least try to see if we can get a run and then bring uh, Hader in. And, uh, again, I, I think I think we're just – I think uh, our bullpen – is just just a, a little weak, and you know I know it's water over the dam, but I still miss Fireheisen and Rasmussen. Yeah, Doug, I appreciate the phone call, Augie. I think this kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier with Hader, because he has been used in these tie game situations more this year than I bet he has ever been used. Maybe more this year than the rest of his career combined. Certainly more this year than than in any other single year, the way I remember. We could always go back and see if I'm right or not. But uh, the point being is we've seen him in these situations more. I think it's directly connected to the fact that because he is the one-inning guy now, they feel confident that they can use him two, three days in a row. So in the past, if you use him in a tie game situation, you're you're using him, and then you might not see him for three days, where now they can use him in a game like this, and he's still available to tomorrow. So there's uh, you know that, that barrier to entry for using him, I think, is a little bit lower now because he's able to pitch multiple days in a row. I, I agree 100%. And, you know, we, I'm being a little bit redundant to what you had to say. And we both said the same thing when Adam called in that they'll use him just for that one inning. But it's getting to a position where you give your team an opportunity to win a ball game. And when they bring him in a, at that ninth inning, that time of game, you still get that offensive where you're giving your offense an a, additional opportunity to win a ball game. At home, it's the same way. You're, you want him in a ball game because you want to shut the other team down and have, give your team a, that opportunity to win the game, but I, I agree with you. We've talked about it a long time, and I know Adam talked about the seven pitches and that, but that's where that's where Josh has been so good this year. He's on such a great role. He's that one-inning guy. You can use him multi-days. It's invaluable uh, what he can do to help your ball club when he can you use him on a multi-day level, and I think that, the, that Craig Council is using him the right way. The news in two minutes, the comments of the manager after that. This is Brewers Extra Innings. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. The 0-2 pitch. Called third strike. He strikes out through side in the bottom of the fourth. Corbin Burns with strikeout number five. 
And the Brewers get a 1-2-3 inning for the second consecutive inning. But they lose in 10 innings by a 6-5 score. Brewers' extra innings continues here on WTMJ. Lots of ground balls in this uh, series so far uh, being induced by Colorado pitchers. The Brewers grounding into four double plays in this one, and uh, that was certainly a topic of conversation with manager Craig Council. Yeah, I mean, I felt like, you know, kind of later in the game, we had, you know, just hit a bunch of balls at at them that um, unfortunately, you know, they made plays on, and, you know, we couldn't move the line because of it. So I thought I thought Jackie's at bat in the, in the ninth when he, Lines the ball to center. I thought Christian's a bad in the tenth. He lines the ball to center, and Colton kind of squared it up right at right at the second baseman. So, um, you know, in the end, that uh, we, we couldn't push that next run across. Craig, that's two in a row for Burns that have just haven't looked like so many of his other starts this season. Uh, why do you think he's scuffling? Yeah, I mean, you know, today I just thought. At the start of the game, he just, you know, he didn't have the 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 cutter was just kind of thigh high, um, you know, and then he started getting it in and getting it down a little bit. Uh, his breaking ball got better as the game went on. So, um, you know, that was it. It's 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 Colorado. It's it's a tougher place to pitch. Um, you know, I I thought he threw the ball pretty well today after the first inning. Craig, Josh only had seven pitches in his inning. Do you just want to keep him in that one-inning role regardless? Yeah, at this point, yeah. we're, we're looking at Josh one inning and kind of with what he's been doing. He's had a, he's had a busy workload, so that, that's what we're looking at Josh with right now. I think it's good just for long-term with these guys. Would that have been the case if you had the lead as well? Would it have been Devin with the lead? What do you mean? In the in if you if you had taken the lead in the top of the, that inning, would it have Josh would not have pitched a second inning even if he had the lead? Josh pitched one inning. Devin was pitching the next inning. That's Magic Craig Council. There's your answer. You you can like the answer or you cannot like the answer. Uh, that's the answer. Josh Hader is a one inning pitcher. Whether he throws three pitches or whether he throws thirty five pitches, he is a one inning pitcher that's who he is and the the thing that there has been nobody who there's been more talk about than Josh Hader over the last few years with Brewers fans being unhappy he got here and everybody wanted him to be a starter and then he became a dominant pitcher but sometimes he'd go get six or seven outs and he wouldn't be available for three days and fans were all up in arms on how many days he was available and now he's a one inning guy and people want him to throw more than one inning be happy like I'm I'm not trying to be dismissive of, of your thoughts we got the phone call earlier and I think the phone call is a really good phone call because it makes a good point hey he threw seven pitches why isn't he coming back out but the answer is because he's a one inning guy and at some point you got to be happy with the guy who's got a .63 ERA he hasn't given up a home run this year right he hasn't given up a home run home runs have been his issue hasn't given up a home run .63 ERA hasn't blown a save and the cost of all that is there's going to be nights where he throws seven pitches and he's not going to come back out for another inning I think it's worth it right hey I'm going to give you Josh Hader he's going to have a .63 ERA 
He's going to be one of two closers in all of Major League Baseball who's not blown a save, and he's going to have not given up a home run on June, what's the date today, June 15, 16? I don't even know what the date is, but you get the point. Oh, yeah, but by the way, you're never going to get more than one inning out of him. Cool, deal, shake hands, sign a contract. We're good. My thoughts. The highlights from this game next. It's Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. Ready for this? Fly ball. This? Deep right. And this? Third deck. Holy smokes. Time for tonight's highlights. Here's Matt Foley. 6-5 as the Brewers fall short against the Rockies. Starting pitching matchup, Corbin Burns goes for the Brewers. Antonio Sensatella going for Colorado. The Brewers also got the return of Colton Wong, activated off the injured list prior to the game. He led things off in the top of the first. And the pitch is a ground ball hit towards the middle and through for a base hit for Colton Wong. Welcome back. Colton lines a single to center, and the Brewers have the leadoff man aboard. They don't do anything with it, though. They ground into a double play, one of four double plays that the Brewers ground into during the game. The Rockies would score first. It would happen in the second inning, but a second inning that also featured some pretty solid defense from the Brewers. Inning gets started with C.J. Crone picking up a base hit. Next hitter is Brendan Rodgers. First pitch to Rodgers. That's lined into right center field. Garcia lunges and makes the catch. Able to take a hit and extra bases away from Brendan Rodgers. Yeah, that was uh, that was pretty special. Dom Nunez then flies out to Aviseo Garcia, but the pitcher, uh, Antonio Sensatella, would get a base hit. That puts C.J. Crone to third, and it brings up Rymel Tapia. That one grounded, and a diving stab by Adamas. Flipped to second, and they're not going to be able to get Sensatella. Run's going to score. Adamas did the hard part, a Superman type of play to knock the ball down. But as he got up and flipped to Sensatella to try and get the force out, Sensatella beat the play. Garrett Hampson then gets a base hit. That puts Sensatella at third, Tapia at second for Charlie Blackman. Burns at the belt, his pitch to Blackman. Swinging a bouncer, right side, stayed by Wong. Throw to first, got Charlie Blackman. My, oh, my, hang a star on that one. A beautiful play by Colton Wong, ranging far to his right, a backhanded stab in shallow right, and an off-balance throw to get the speedy Charlie Blackman to retire the side. Yeah, a big honking star is what you can hang on that one. That was incredible what uh, he was able to do, and he keeps it a one nothing game. Not for long, Luis Arias leading things off in the top of the third. And here's one right here. Urias, a big drive to deep left, and it is gone. Change up, and it was up, and Urias just crushed that ball out to left. Urias' eighth home run of the season, and the Brewers have tied it at one. It would stay that way for a while as both pitchers would uh, settle in. The Brewers would come up with uh, a couple hits in the fourth inning, but a double play in that inning. That's a that's a theme uh, in this game today for sure. Brewers do come up with some runs in the fifth. Willie Adamas leads the inning off with a base hit. Then Luis Arias gets a single. That puts runners on at the corners for Jackie Bradley. Jackie lines one into the gap in right center field. Brewers are going to be running for a while. One run is in Adamas. Urias is going to be sent around third. He's going to score. Jackie Bradley Jr. is in the second with a two-run double. Brewers have their first lead of the series. It's 3-1. to one.
Not done yet. A Corbin Burns ground out and a Colton Wong ground out would be the first two hits of the inning. Bradley over at third. He was able to advance on the Wong ground out. Brings up Daniel Vogelback. The second time, a ground out to McMahon, who's playing on the right field side of second. This one towards the left side. It eats up the third baseman, McMahon, and the Brewers are going to get another run. He picked on McMahon one more time. This time, however, he was on the third base side of second base, and he booted it. The Brewers get, uh, or the Rockies, I should say, get one of those runs back in the bottom of the fifth inning. Tapia leads the inning off with a double. Garrett Hampson is then hit by a pitch. So runners on at first and second for Charlie Blackman, who grounds out. It puts the runners at second and third for Trevor Story. There's the cutter, and it's lifted to left. Yelich on the run, reaches out and makes the catch. Tagging and scoring is Tapia. It's a sacrifice fly for Trevor Story. But the long strides of Christian Yelich able to snag that line drive from Story and make it just one run instead of multiple runs coming in to score. Yeah, another just spectacular defensive play. One run in for the Rockies in the fifth, and that cuts the Brewers' lead down to 4-2. Rockies would get back at it in the sixth inning. Inning gets started with a Brendan Rodgers double. Dom Nunez would then strike out. At that point, a pinch hitter coming in for the pitcher Antonio Sensatella. That's uh, Jonathan Daza, and he comes up with a big hit. Swing a line drive in the left, into the corner. That'll get another run in. It's 4-3 as Daza cruises into second base with a pinch hit RBI double. That ends the day for Corbin Burns. New pitcher Brent Suter. He strikes out Tapia. He does not strike out Garrett Hampson. The 2-1 to Hampson. Swing and a bouncer. Third base, a fair ball past the dive of Urias. Daza's going to come in and score. It's the third double of the inning for the Rockies, and we are tied 4-4. Not for long. Rockies take the lead one inning later in the seventh. Brad Boxberger on to pitch. He gets Trevor Story to ground out, but then a walk to Ryan McMahon in front of a C.J. Crone strikeout. So one on, two outs for Brendan Rodgers. 1-0 pitch. This is lined down the right field line, and that is a fair ball into the corner. Over there to collect it is Garcia. It's going to score a run for the Rockies, and they're going to take a 5-4 lead. They would take that 5-4 lead into the ninth inning. That's when the Brewers would make a little bit more noise. New pitcher for the Rockies, Daniel Bard. First batter he faces, Omar Narvaez. Swing, line drive, hit to right. That is going to be extra bases for Omar Narvaez. Two hop off the bottom of the fence. Narvaez digging for two. It's a leadoff double for the Brewers catcher. There's the tying run. Yeah, he wouldn't stand at second very long, though. Next hitter is Willie Adamas. Swing a line drive. Down the left field line, a fair ball. This game is going to be tied. Narvaez is in to score. Adamas is in to second. It's 5-5. Luis Arias is then hit by a pitch, so he takes first. Jackie Bradley Jr. lines out. Um, but on that play, Adamas was able to take third. Luis Arias would steal second. That opens up first base. Jace Peterson has a really nice at-bat. He works the walk. So the bases are loaded. There's one out in the inning, and Colton Wong is at the plate. Bard sets and deals. Swing and a bouncer. Right side. They're coming home. They got one there, and that's it. Infield was up. Bases remain loaded. 
Yeah, so Adamas is out at home. That's the second out of the inning. The pitcher spot then comes up. Derek Fisher comes up as a pinch hitter looking for a two-out hit to give the Brewers the lead. Bard kicks and throws. Struck him out swinging with a breaking ball. The Brewers had a great opportunity there to get some more damage against Bard instead. He leaves the bases loaded in the ninth. Brewers do get a run to tie the game 5-5. Josh Hader has an incredibly effective bottom of the ninth inning. It takes him seven pitches to roll through the Rockies, and the game goes to the tenth. New pitcher, former Brewer, Yolis Chassin. Colton Wong starts the inning at second base as it is extra innings. First hitter is Christian Yellich. He lines out to Garrett Hampson. Then Avisail Garcia strikes out swinging and Omar Nervaya strikes out swinging. Things could not have lined up any better for the Brewers there in the 10th. You had the runner on at second and you had Yelich, Garcia, and Nervaez and none of them could do much of anything against the former Brewer, Chassin, who really has not been pitching well lately. He's been struggling, but he look good today against his former team. Funny how that works. You always find a little something extra when you're facing off against your former team. So it stays a 5-5 game as it moves to the bottom of the 10th inning. New pitcher is Devin Williams. Ryan McMahon starts at second base for the Rockies and Williams faces off against the guy who hit the grand slam in the first inning yesterday. That would be C.J. Crone. 2-2 pitch. And he let that fastball down. It's through the right side. Garcia charging. He will glove it. Here's the throw home. And it's not going to be in time. And the Rockies have walked off the Brewers. C.J. Crone with a ground ball through the right side. And that's how this one finishes off. The Brewers end up losing to the Rockies in 10 innings by a 6-5 score. With the win, the Rockies improve to 30-41. and 41. It is incredible their home road splits. They're 25-14 and 14 at Coors Field, 5-27 and 27 everywhere else. Brewers drop to 38-32. and 32. Winning totals for Colorado, 6 runs, 11 hits, 1 air. They leave 10. For the Brewers, 5 runs, 9 hits, no airs. They leave 7. Winning pitcher is Carlos Estevez. Check that. He's not the winning pitcher. Yoli Chassin is the winning pitcher. I beg your pardon. He is 1-1. One and one. The loss goes to Devin Williams as he drops to 2-1. and one. Home runs in the game. There was only one of them. It comes off the bat of Luis Arias. It was his eighth dinger of the year. The game lasting three hours and 30 minutes. Played in front of a crowd of 27,117 folks at Coors Field. Brewers come up short. They lose to Colorado 6-5. They'll be looking to win the final two games of the series to secure a split. They're also looking to end their losing streak, which is now sitting at five games. We'll preview game three of the series. We'll give you scores from around the NL Central and the Brewers minor league system, and uh, we'll get out of here because it's almost 1230 in the morning. Yeah, we'll do that next. It's Brewers Extra Innings here on WTMJ. This is Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley on WTMJ. Brewers come up short. They lose in Colorado in 10 innings by a 6-5 score. Welcome back into Brewers Extra Innings here on WTMJ. Let's grab one more text before we uh, get done with the program. Dan texting in. Matt, these callers are driving me crazy. Augie is spot on. Augie's always spot on. That, that's me saying that. And him. We agree. 
Uh, people don't understand the process of pitching and what it entails to get ready and stay healthy. I trust counsel. We're just in a down period. They will come back. If you can, tell everyone to relax. We have a good team. Yeah, it's it's kind of interesting when you look at the roller coaster ride that has been this Brewer season. When they got out to that 17 and 10 start uh, right at the beginning of May, and at that point they had the best record in the National League, and then they go into a really tough down period over close to a month, about three weeks, and then they jump right back out of that. And what I mean, they won what 21 of 24, 19 of 24. I don't have the exact numbers in front of me, but it was in that neighborhood. I mean, they were they were the hottest team in baseball going into the Cincinnati series. And now uh, they have they have lost the six games in a row. And you know what? I need to be fair about stuff because I've made a big deal. I've made a very big deal. And just because they're losing these games can't doesn't mean that I need to walk away from this. I've made a very big deal of the Brewers being as successful as possible, starting with that series against Washington at the end of May and going until June 28th with all these games against teams with sub-500 records. Now, Cincinnati got their record above 500 with uh, with the way they've been playing recently, but when that when that period of time started, everybody was under 500. And I've said over and over and over that it is vitally important that the Brewers do really good during this stretch, and they were, but now they're not, and they got to get out of it sooner than later. They've still got um, they've still got three in Arizona, and Arizona lost again tonight. They're just a disaster. They've got three at home against Colorado, and Colorado's a very different team. So if you can find a way to win the next two games in Colorado, split the four-game series, have success against Arizona, and then have success against the road version of Colorado, uh, that still ends what is a, a pretty solid month long of play. But they got to do it. They got like that's the thing. They got to do it. They've lost five in a row. I'm, I'm, I'm messing up my uh, my losing streak right now. What is it? It's five, right? Three, four, five? Yeah, they lost the first two games. The, they got swept by Cincinnati and lost the first two. It's 12.30 in the morning. I can't keep things straight right now. Give me a break. All right, let's uh, take a look at the scores from around the National League Central. Cubs lose in a big way today. They fall to the Marlins by a 10-2 score. Zach Davies got beat up pretty good. Six innings, eight runs on seven hits, two strikeouts, three walks. I, I, I always really enjoyed Zach Davies and, and thought he was a good brewer. If there was one thing to take issues with with, uh, with Davies, it felt like as the season went along, he was not as effective. And I've just been wondering if he's going to be like that this year, especially coming off the 60-game season from last year, if it's going to be more pronounced for him that maybe he struggles in the final uh, final couple months. Uh, that's just the that's kind of been his track record. At least it was when he was a Brewer. He was a lot better early on in the season than late in the season. One bad start certainly does not uh, tarnish an entire year. But uh, Davies did struggle tonight, so the Brewers stay one game back of the Cubs in the National League Central. Tough night for the Cardinals. They lose to the Braves by a nine. 9-1 score. Carlos Martinez again really struggled. He went three innings, giving up eight runs on eight hits, three strikeouts, four walks. He's been a roller coaster ride this year. Uh, just one day he looks like he could be the Cy Young Award winner, and the next day he's given up eight runs and three innings. Like you just don't know what you're going to get with uh, with Carlos Martinez as the Cardinals 
struggles continue. The Reds are in action right now against the Padres, and it is the Padres leading by an 8-2 score. That game has gone to the bottom of the eighth inning. The Pirates had an 11-1 lead against Cleveland. They hold on to win by an 11-10 score. That ends the Pirates' losing streak, which I believe was at 10 games. Uh, Around the Brewers' minor league system, Triple-A Nashville, they lose in walk-off fashion at Gwinnett in 10 innings by an 8-7 score. Double-A Biloxi, they get the win at Rocket City 13-1. Good pitching performance from Ethan Small, who picks up the victory. A no-hitter as Wisconsin goes to Quad Cities and gets no-hit. Uh, Wisconsin loses by a 9-0 score. And the Carolina Mudcats, they get a win tonight, knocking off Fayetteville by a 5-4 score. Brewers and Rockies back at it technically later on today, Saturday night. The pitching matchup, Adrian Hauser will go for the crew. It'll be Austin Gomber. He was part of the Nolan Arenado trade. He's going to go for the Rockies. That is an 8-10 first pitch. That means coverage is going to begin at 7.35. You can hear it on our sister station, 94.5 ESPN. We'll have Bucks basketball here on WTMJ. But don't fret. I'll be back with you immediately following the game for Brewers Extra Innings over on sister station, 94.5. 5 ESPN.